You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Great to have your company as we're rolling through the first hour here on Jack and Flash. David Lithgow and Alex Johnson with you this morning on a slightly dreary day. Spring's always a bit of a catch here in Tassie. We get a couple of days at 20 degrees and I actually had a dip the other day in the ocean and then Did <laughs> it's, you back, really? it's back to the snowy temperatures again. But it's a great time of the year. We're just building. The weather's getting nicer and it is the best place in the world to live, as we well know. Well, this is a real treat for mm. a, or a basketball junkie like myself. Online now we've got one of the greats of Australian basketball, former well, Tiger, Magic, and then Melbourne United, Dallas and Chicago in between. Chris anty has been good enough to give us some time this morning. Good morning to you, Chris. Good morning, boys. Yeah, I sound really disloyal when you start listening to my dad. I bounced around a little bit. Well, I think, and I think, um, firstly, great to have you here, mate. I think more so these days, I mean, it's very much the norm. It doesn't matter which superstar you talk about. In the, let's talk about the NBA, whether it's... LeBron or Chris Paul, or, you know, we've seen Donovan Mitchell move, you know, a few weeks ago, etc. It's, I think, more than ever, team players don't settle in the one spot, Chris, really, do they? No, you're right. But uh, look, I'll tell you what, the, the time I did play in Australia and in the NBL, it, was, we, it probably wasn't as stable as what it is now, but the sport's in a great spot. And sometimes I only had one choice, and that was to play for the only team in Melbourne. So I, I always wanted to be home when I was in Australia. I always loved playing in front of family and friends after having travelled so much. So, uh, no, it was, it was a fun career. It was a, you know, I met a lot of great people, and uh, it's a long time ago now. Well, it's interesting because a little, we could, I mean, there's a little bit too of that Melbourne um, sort of NBL late 90s, 2000s. We had so many different teams when we went back and as a kid went through the Giants, obviously the Magic and the Tigers, etc. And then we, we had the Victoria Titans. I think that was your first mob when you came back home to Australia that came. So there, was, there has been a bit of a shift. And obviously in recent times, the Tigers became Melbourne United. Um, let's start there with the, with the NBL now. And it really fascinates me that even from this year to last year, the strength of the competition now, Chris, is absolutely extraordinary. I watched Cairns live the other day play against the Jack Jumpers, and they've brought in two guys that look fringe NBA quality. Um, it's an amazing... The, the, the elevation of the quality is, is there for us all to see, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And it's a depth of quality. And as you described it, the last thing you said, it, it's there for us to see. And it's not just... In person, the, the television deal that the NBL's had now for a few years where every game's been streamed into our living rooms, it's, it's, it's allowed us to be accessible and in a lot of our kids' minds develop relationships with players across all teams. So when, as you say, Cairns turn up down the, to Hobart to play the Jake Jumpers, you, there's a little bit of familiarity about Taj McCall or some of the players who, who are turning up. So that, that's been incredible. And 
with the success of the Next Stars program and with the observation of some of the talent in the league from around the world, I mean, the NBA's eyes are on our league. They're, they're making moves to change draft age, you know, draft ages because our league is going so well. And you know, we even see guys like Luke Travers, who was a Perth Wildcat for the, the last couple of years. And while the NBA scouts were over in Australia looking at other players, they came across Luke and he ended up being drafted to the Cleveland Cavaliers. So the, the, the quality is fantastic. We, I mean, given you know, we take on board that it was a preseason game and the Phoenix Suns had only been together for a few days, but the Adelaide 36ers became the first NBL team to beat an NBA team in any sort of a in any sort of a contest, so we are breaking records and making history. It seems at every turn at the moment. So, you know, to to go back to your point, Australian basketball the the quality is fantastic, and it's in a really good space right now. Chris Alex Johnston here. I'm a very late comer to being an NBL fan, but I just fell in love with the competition last year. The intimacy of it when you went went to see a game, I just yeah, I was blown away with how much I enjoyed it. I had no idea that I was going to um, become as fascinated as I as I have been. So thanks for the role you've played in that over the years, and I love following your tweets because you put me in the right um, the right place. Now, you're in Hobart. You're not here to train to be an off-the-bench player for the Jack Jumpers. Tell us why you're here. <laughs> no, look, part of, another big part of the success of basketball, I always just thought there were some incredible people that have set the foundation for where the league's at today and there are some incredible stories to tell and one of the guys that I've always been fascinated by and I think a legend of the sport is Luke Longley and we missed out, the Australian sporting public missed out on hearing his story through the last dance. Um, We got a little glimpse when they did an Australian story episode but we're bringing Luke Longley, we're not bringing him, he's in Hobart, he arrived last night, Um, he'll be speaking at the Rest Point Casino tonight, he'll be telling his story, talking about his time with Michael Jordan, Scotty Pippen and the Bulls and you know, the, the, the perspective and the lens he sees possibly the greatest sporting team of all time through is incredible. It's just a fascinating story that the audience will get their chance to ask questions himself. There's meet and greet opportunities available and look, Luke's just one of the best human beings there is and like I said, when we started doing this and bringing some basketball stories around Australia, Luke was right up the very top of our list so he's in Hobart tonight he's at rest point there are still tickets available and if I can give it a quick plug just uh, jump onto the ticket website and uh, have a look and just as a little sneaky one for for your listeners if you jump in and you're interested and you enter a little code Tazzy Hoops it'll give you a 10% discount on the way out the door so uh, feel free to jump on and buy some tickets There there are still some remaining Tazzy Hoops put that in. Yeah, I think that Australian story, I mean, it created more buzz than any episode of Australian Story ever. And I think because, A, we were frustrated that he didn't get the um, front and centre attention in The Last Dance. Didn't, don't get me wrong, The Last Dance was some of the best TV you'd ever watch. But, um, uh, but it just gave us an insight into just how special a human being Luke is. And he was down watching the Jack Jumpers during the season and I... Uh, I'd had a couple of beers and I went over and got a photo with him. And Can't when believe I, that. When I put it up, the response was extraordinary. Yep. You know, it was like I'd had my photo taken with um, Gandhi or yes. someone like that, you know. He yep. is in a really rare uh, group when it comes to Australian sports people. And I think that's as much to do with who he is as a person as to what he achieved with the Bulls. Would you agree with that? 
I could not have said it better. And you know what? My experience was exactly the same during lockdown up in Melbourne. We, you know, I started writing a few little stories on Facebook just to put some positivity out there. It was sort of my little COVID project. And I'd written five or six. And you know how it goes. You, you get a few hundred people, maybe a couple of thousand people read them and you know, make some nice comments. But you know, you're sort of doing it to pass some time. And then I wrote one about Luke. And half a million people passed it around and you should have seen it blow up. It was absolutely incredible with the, the positive comments we got about people who'd encountered Luke, about how incredible yep. his story was and, as you said, the quality of person he is. So it was just a no-brainer to do this. And, yeah, basketball in Tasmania is in a wonderful space at the moment. The jack jumpers are flying and this is uh, Luke's first ever public speaking appearance, um, which is exciting to be able to do it in Hobart. We we travel up to Melbourne and Melbourne's second on the tour on Sunday night. But Tazzy gets the first uh, the first listen and the first go to experience Luke Longley for themselves. An amazing career that Luke had, and um, certainly as a as a youthful lad, in my case, um, you know, it was it was a joy to have that Australian guy playing with the Bulls, wasn't it? You know, like it was, a, it was almost a dream. He effectively came in for the back end and played those. He missed the first three championships in those early 90s and then he sort of stepped into the Bill Cartwright role, didn't he, and took the, and took the centrepiece. And to be able to contribute uh, in the way that he did in that incredible... And it wasn't just Michael. It was an incredible team all, all up, wasn't it? You know, you got the second versions of Ron Harper and the second versions of Dennis Rodman and... Etc. 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 And Kukoc and all those. Well, I mean, what a what a what a team and what a bit of history. And yeah, we don't. I guess tonight's going to be so exciting for everybody because we don't know much about it from Luke's perspective at all, do we? Like in terms, of he seems such a humble dude, and we haven't heard much. We haven't heard anything. I know Last Dance is the, is the reference point, but in general, put that to a side, we, we sort of don't know a lot about his role and his time in Chicago. No, we, we don't, and I guess that's the driving force behind wanting to do this, and he's at a stage where he would like to share his story, and you know, you, you're spot on that the view he had of the circus almost oh. that wasn't potentially the greatest sporting team of all time across all sports if in some people's mind clearly that's debatable but there, there was a quote he said years and years and years ago to a newspaper where phil jackson brought him into a room and he he, he likened the chicago bulls to a band and he said your job you're the drummer your, your job's to keep the beat and to keep everyone up on the front you know michael jordan's the lead singer scotty pippen's back up and they, they're the stars they're going to get all the attention but it's your job to keep the beat make sure that the stars are okay, make sure you the right support for them. And that's how he viewed his, his time at the Bulls for the last little bit. And I just thought it was a fascinating insight that on top of all of that, he was just sitting at the back watching it all unfold and living it while he observed and, like I said, his observations. And, you know, there are some of the stories he'll tell tonight. It's no holds barred. You're going to hear a lot about Jordan and Pippen, and it's not all positive. Um, it, it's, it's a fascinating perspective. We're talking to Chris Anstey, thanks to Form Plus Pro, Tassie Greyhound Harness and Thoroughbred Racing Form Guides. Just quickly, Chris, before we let you go, I feel like I could talk to you for two hours here, mm, quite frankly. I had lots of other. Um, the Jack Jumpers, none and two. Uh, so Adams departs, McIntosh departs, uh, Kelly comes in, Doyle comes in. 
Um, it's a different mesh. Still no Will Magnus. So the big men department's very much lacking. Backup centre, Jock Perry did his knee. Sam McDaniel was injured, etc. What's your early thoughts on their sort of revamp side? Yeah, they're missing them, and Todd Blanchfield's another one. Um, yep. Uh, where, you know, they... What they did last year was was absolutely incredible, and I, I, I'm almost proud to be one of the ones who, at the start of the year, when I looked at their team on paper and watched them early in the season, think, "Geez, how are they going to score?" I, I just don't think they've got enough tools. And what they were able to do as a group, and and the way that the community banded together to support them was incredible. Now, what that's inadvertently gone and done after making that championship series against the Kings is it's actually heaped a lot more pressure to perform on them this season and when if any team misses two star players and, and Magnes are a really big one um, as is McDaniel but you know the Phoenix haven't won a game yet. Also, so they did win their first but they got blown out by, by Wollongong um, last night. It's It's hard to win in this league so I hope that they're competitive tonight and they're able to find a way to win against New Zealand uh, while they are shorthanded. Because I'll tell you what, it, as great as they were coming back from two and six last year, you wouldn't want to make it your uh, your plan coming into the finals again. So they've got the right guy in charge. They they go about things the right way. They they may be a little bit lower or shorthanded on talent as compared to what they were last year. So it'll be a battle. Um, I, I reckon if they're to make that top six and get into that that, that uh, the crossover game to play finals, I reckon that'd be a success and see where they end up after that. Yeah, I just hope people stick with them because as long as they're trying their guts out, mm. I think um, someone's got to lose. Uh, it's a pretty incredibly uh, competitive competition. So I just hope that... Um, fans down here stick with them, even if we do have a, a year that uh, is a little down because I think they're um, part of the furniture down here for a long, long time. Chris, love your work. Um, I did meet you once out of the deck, well, now My State Bank Arena, and um, you were charming then, and you've been very generous with your time today, so thank you very much. Flash, last word from I you. I was just going to say, is that Tassie Hoops one word or two words for all the, the One listeners? word, Tassie Hoops one word. And I'll, you know what, I'll be watching the Jack Jumpers game at the Rest Point Casino at the Green Bar. If anyone wants to get their tickets and get there early, come and watch the Jack Jumpers tonight with me before Luke starts. Terrific, mate. Thanks so much, Chris, for joining us this morning. Thanks, boys. So your live stream, Tassie Race on Form Plus Pro. Sign up with tassieracing.com.au.